I would, again, I'm just giving you an overview, not particular, like this day, this would happen, but, um, this is just became the norm, the normal, uh, words I would hear, you know, um, I would hear a lot of negative talk about my dad. Um, my mom was always very, um, boisterous about that. Um, whether it, she just got off the phone with him or somebody brings it up or one of us kids, obviously there's four of us. So something has to always bring him in the picture of, well, can my dad or, or she would say, you know, in regards to that, um, with my siblings and she would always use such, such, uh, just negative. It's the only way I can say it's very negative words. Like I hate your father. Um, you know, there was times where she said, I wish he was dead or, um, at least I know a couple of times she said, and it could have been in the, in the heat of a, a very just, again, stressful day, whatever, but the case is she would say it. Um, just a lot of verbal abuse towards that. But then at the same time, she was constantly not in the same, same moment, but then in the same season, she would then say, you're just like your dad. So say everything she says about my dad and then say, I'm just like my dad. I'm evil. I'm mean. I'm this, I'm that. Again, it's not like she'd sat me down and tied a rope and was, you know, bashing me with all these words. It's just that became a part of our relationship in that time. Um, not just a part. That was your relationship. Yeah, that was my our relationship. Yeah. So it was surviving in a toxic environment. Um started working at the rink at the age of 14. And at that start of my first paycheck, I started paying rent. And of course it wasn't like half of the amount of rent. I'm not saying that, but I became very resentful and very like, this is unfair. Why am I paying rent when my older siblings don't, you know? And of course, I can't tell you exactly how many, because I know, you know, my older siblings got off and got in relationships and were married and starting, you know, different times. And then they would come back for a season, you know, whatever. But I just remember being angry about that and being like, I need to save my money because in my brain, I'm like, I'm out of here. I got to get out. I got to get out quick. Yeah. And, um. So not so adding to our work environment. So I seen her, I mean, obviously at home, but then when I worked and, you know, so I, I will say again with schooling, there was a couple of times highlighted where she did help as far as there was a situation with the teacher. She did go and she corrected it and wouldn't allow me to do a report on a particular subject. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that um, I'm, I'm pausing because I'm really trying hard to remember the really positive things in that season. Um, so I will go into a little bit of what I observed with her family too in that time. It's kind of like my eyes were starting to be a sponge and observe okay wait my mom's acting like this 
you know, let me see what her family, I mean, obviously I already had some interactions, but let me see a little bit, open my eyes a little bit more. Didn't know it was God revealing stuff and allowing me to see things on the spiritual, excuse me, on the spiritual side until later on, I would realize that. Right. But, um, so the things I would hear her, her family, when I say her family, it should be my dad and us siblings. But when I say her family, I mean her, my mom's siblings, nieces, nephews, that extended family. A lot of, again, a lot of um, family functions all the time. Um, So when we were together at these events, celebrations, what they call it is the adults would sit around the table, mostly sit around the, the kitchen table, dining room table, and they would talk. If the kids were around, it was shooing them off like, Hey, go play. So that left us kids to not do great things, obviously, um, without adult supervision. But it was, as I was starting to hear what they were saying, it was like secrecy. It was gossip. And when I mean by gossip, it was like whoever wasn't there, um, it was like saying what somebody's going through. And not for the sense of praying and interceding on their behalf and seeking God and really praying for their breakthrough. It was gossip. Like this is what's going on, but they don't want you to know and, or they don't want anybody to know. So don't say that I I told you. Um, and then air their opinions on things. Um, they were really big on everybody's invited to everything. And the only way that you're, you can be excused from it is if you're working. And even with that, you should have enough notice to ask for it off of work. Or you're playing a sport. Or you're playing a sport. Those are the excuses. Any other reasons they weren't good with? Um, No matter what you bring to the table, you were invited. Yeah, no matter what. And no matter what junk you had, no matter whatever, if you're doing wrong, it's like, okay, it's okay because we're family and we accept you. And, um, but we're not going to call out the stuff you're doing wrong. We're not going to call out and we're not going to face it. We're just going to sweep it under the rug. Like we don't know what's going on. Um, and there's shame and condemnation and guilt when somebody doesn't show up to things. It's well, why weren't you there? Well, you should be there. Um, you know, whatever the case, whatever occasion it was. And again, it wasn't, I, this is what I'm observing now. I'm observing my mom and her siblings and some nieces and nephews. This is the type of um, character traits, I guess you can say. No, um, this is just what, what was happening with within the families. You know, you could even be at a sporting event and some of this stuff was happening, you know, conversation wise. Um, my mom and her family are extremely gifted if they only knew and would really be in Christ with that and giving God glory. But what I would hear and observe and feel, not even feel, I shouldn't say feel, what I observe and, and with my eyes and my ears and my spirit is secrecy, control 
Yep. Addictions. Yep. Belittling. Mm. Um, and I already said, turn the other way when you know something's going on. Sweep yep. it under the rug. Yep. If they, there was an issue, it's like, oh, just get over it or just forgive them. But it's for the sake of just having everybody included and invited to things in a sense. Um, a lot of sin, sin happening. Um, fear. I don't know if I said that. Jealousy. Envy. Envy, doubt, lies, blame. I already said shame. Um, judgment, ridicule. Um, lots of drinking. And I'll go into a little bit of that. Um, alcohol drinking, that is. Abuse all over the place. Pretty, and Pretty much any negative adjective you could think of. Yeah, and it was all done behind the veil mm -hmm. and the veil was a smile and laugh and yep. making fun or light of each other. Now there's, there's a difference like when, when you're all on the same page, but it was almost like you were mocking and making fun of each other. And it was a tear down more than you knew that it wasn't, harmful it was almost like digs like there, there, ah, there was like, no build up it was all tear down yeah all tear down um everything again revolved around sports you you didn't i think there was very very i think maybe one or two times where we heard anything about singing or a little play or a skit a couple of times maybe when i was when i before i was born or or when i was too young to remember but i remember at least Two times, there was like either a little skit for the family or or a, a, a performance of singing or, you know, like how you the kids perform in front of aunts and uncles and grandparents and moms and dads um, at a family function, um, especially with as big as family as we have. Um, but that, I would later find out, came from a sweeping under the rug of a lot of things not discussed. And I'll get into that later because I don't want to spend too much time because that can be a full episode by itself. By itself and yeah. I say it for breakthrough. Yeah. Because again, my extended family is very gifted. God has blessed them mightily, but they have chains on as a sense in different ways. And, yep. and I am standing firm for their, their breakthrough and their healing. And I'm still uh, forevermore. We will, and we will speak life into them. Yep. Um. So, all that to say is, when I keep saying sporting events is is the focal point, and doing good in school, you would hear good things about that, like college or whatever. Um, especially extended family. Um. So when it came to me, when I heard that and seen that, and then look at my own life. It was like, well, I'm worthless then because one, you guys can't relate to me. It, this is again in my head, can't relate to me and I'm not getting any support or encouragement for the roller skating and my dancing. And then later within singing, cause I was in choir and did concerts there. Yeah. Um, didn't do good in school. So then that takes that out of the equation. So it was almost like I was just, again, I know I lack a better for a lack of better way of explaining it. An outsider. 
yeah, I'll just say that. That's a better way of saying it. It was like I was an outsider. So I have a room full of people that that want to say, oh, we love you or this or, you know, send cards with God bless you or um, I don't know. It was just like I seen through it and I was like, OK, I know these people are really feeling love. Maybe they really feel that this is love and this is what it's supposed to be. And they're feeling the support and they're feeling and they're seeing the family as a wonderful family. But I have a flip side of that, you know, and so all that then fast forward to getting older in junior high, high school age, again, spending more time in my giftings, spending more time in, you know, shows or talent shows or wanting to do that. Of course, I thank my mom for allowing me to be available for that, but I think I would do it no matter what, um, even if she had said no, I would still do those things, unfortunately. Um, it was almost like I didn't I didn't respect her voice because she took her voice out of our relationship a long time ago. Yeah. It was almost like, no, I'm trying to find my voice, who I am, you know. So, of course, it came out abrupt. And then I did become disrespectful because then I became short with my words and I became like, no, I mean, I didn't cuss her out or anything like that, but I was disrespectful. You know, I wasn't, I just was, it's where I, where I was in life. It was like, if you don't give a crap about me, I'm not going to give a crap about you in a sense, you know, we're, we're living in the same household, but it's not going to be forever. You know, I will say I, I didn't hear with her or her family again in our own home or at these extended parties or celebrations or whatever, there was never talk of Christ, never talk of the Bible, never talk of prayer. Now, again, that's just what I've seen and observed. Maybe it was happening. I I can't say it, it wasn't for anybody, but as a whole, as a, as a family unit, there was probably two occasions, and I think it was both Thanksgiving, that there was all of us in prayer. One for sure, possibly two. Then the other occasion I'll talk about later, and that happened in 2000. So isn't that sad that there was only a nugget of time, like just... There is more alcohol and gossip than prayer. Let's put it like that. Right, and... I think I observed that at an early age, but didn't voice it because all I would be be told is everything I had been told up to that point. But I observed a lot of people fighting addictions. And one in particular was my godmother and my mom's sister. And again, a lot of them were functioning addicts in some way, shape or form, but they didn't want to talk about it. They wouldn't admit it. And nobody would address them and say, look, you need help, you know. Um, But it really irritated and made me even more angry to know that my godmother was struggling, but yet nobody was willing to say, you know what, we don't need it at family functions. Let's let's all kind of, in a sense, fast from it or, you know, pull that away. We can do it in our own homes at our own times, separately from the bigger family functions, we don't need that. But it was almost like they were selfish in the sense of 
No, we should be able to do it because that's we should be because able to do Because we can. It. We have the right. We can do that if we want to. So to me, it was like, that's not showing love and support. No. Because if somebody's struggling with that, just as if or somebody... Or that carrot in front of somebody like that. Yeah, it just as if somebody was struggling with, well, let's just say it, pornography. If somebody was struggling with pornography, but then yet somebody's getting married and then you're going to have a bachelor party and you're going to have strippers. What sense does that make? You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, and I heard something recently and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, yes, that's it. And it, um, and it was, um, okay, let me get this right. I don't love you if I am celebrating your sin. Right. Now, just because let's say Dave, you're struggling in an area Mm -hmm. and I know you're struggling in an area, but you haven't verbalized your sin to me, but I know something that you're sinning with, Mm -hmm. but then I'm going to go ahead and we're going to, I'm going to invite you to something that I know that it's your sin and I know you're struggling with. Right. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. But then I say, I love you, man. Yeah. And that's, that's in a lot of different scenarios, a lot of different situations. And then again, and in a way, I guess I was judging them, maybe. I don't know. I don't feel like I was judging them. I feel like God was sharing with me. Like, look, whoa, you got to be careful. What they say is love is not what I say is love. That's not love. You know what I mean? Because um, Christ comes to expose our sin, to forgive us of our sin. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank But then you, says, sin no more. Right. Go and sin no more. Now, it doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means if we're, we, we are now aware of where those struggles are, he always gives us a way out. Yep. And he will surround us with people that will hold us, try to help hold us accountable and bring us people that were like, okay, hey, I need to call so-and-so or I need somebody to pray or shoot a text and say, hey, I need you to pray. And they'll already know what, what that is. It's setting yourself up for succeeding and being victorious in Christ instead of setting you up for failure. And I feel like so many times that that happened and I, and the words that I would hear in regards to family members in, and I spoke of some, but is they would speak so ill of those people when they're not around. Yeah. But then to their face, it's like, Oh shh. So-and-so's coming, so shh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you, you're, what? You know, so the sad thing is, is I know that unfortunately there are some churches out there that have the same kind of toxic behavior, you know, um, uh, all that to say is it made me more angry. Yeah. More angry, more angry, more angry. 